Welcome back to another episode of Decaf with Mark and Taylor. Mark, are you wearing a sports jersey? I am. Yeah, yeah. Actually, and Pat Shepard sent me an email a couple weeks ago, so I wanted to show that I'm, I'm repping Notre Dame. We got the double Notre Dame, who's also undefeated. And Al, you'll like this too, Taylor. So this hat, it has the 2013 BCS championship game, which I was, I got a cheat because it was after Alabama beat them by like seven touchdowns. But I, I got the patch on the side, so it was cheaper that way. But I do remember that game. Was that the year that the guy got catfished? Yeah, yeah, Manti Teo. Yeah, yeah, who actually just, funny enough, he just signed a, a, a new – he's on a new team in, in football. He, he signed – he's been out of the NFL, I think, for a year or two. He just signed a – so, yes, the catfish, and he he's back in the NFL. But, yeah, that was a that was the year. So, I keep this. I got to cheat. But Notre Dame's undefeated so far this year. Um, and right now, them and Alabama would both be in the playoffs. So, I didn't go well Notre Dame last time it happened, but just in case. Yeah, well, roll tide. Um, so before we get into the serious topics that we were going to talk about today, I just learned that Mark has just started watching one of my favorite shows. My friend Hannah and I watch the show all the time called 90 Day Fiance. What an amazing work of art. Mark and I really grew up on the cusp of when reality television shows and things like that started becoming popular. I mean, I, my mom still shakes her head. I watch Survivor religiously. I watch The Bachelorette. But Mark, what do you think about 90 Day? I really liked it so far. Um, it really, especially, so I've been watching the before the 90 Days, which is not quite the thing, but right. it really keeps you on the edge of the seat. And you like cannot believe, what I love too is how some of the, the people from other countries, um, some of the foreigners that they end up, like people from America married, are so blunt. Like, well, they'll be like, oh, well, you're ugly. Or like, oh, you look fatter than I thought. Like, it's amazing some of the things that they say yeah. to these. Like, and it just makes for good TV. And like, just it, just some crazy couples. Some of them, I think, are kind of real and they're both normal. But that's not the, that's not the regular. I mean, most of the people are crazy and some we are were, ships, we were It's just it. crazy. We were watching it recently and just like absolutely screaming when this one guy, like there's a reason that these people are still single. Okay. I'm just going to put that out there. There's a reason that a lot of these people are still single and they're having to ship in spouses from other countries. Okay. Kira told me that this um, Darcy girls in a lot of the seasons is she's wild. Okay. Well, <laughs> the, the problem is that these poor women start talking to these men and so many of the men are so mean to them. Like you said, like they'll say, They'll give him a toothbrush and be like, "You need to brush your teeth. I'm not going to kiss you." Like, that was it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's both. Ways. It was. It's both ways too. Sometimes they come there and the women are like the men come there and the women are just. I just feel like some of these. And I don't know, but some of the countries that they go to, the people just seem to be more blunt than. than and, and I love it's great TV, so it's really good. I'm glad I started watching it. Um, I wish it was a little bit shorter. Some of these episodes are like two hours long. I'm like, yeah. and it you're so on your seat that you can't go to bed. You're like, well, I need to finish this episode. And then the previews, whoever does the previews for them needs to be making a million dollars because they always be like, I can't stop here. Look at what's going to happen next episode. It's, it's, it's incredible. If you haven't watched it, I, I would watch it. It's very interesting. And it's TLC, right? Yeah, TLC. I love reality TV. I um, just started watching my favorite season of Survivor over again, season 20, Heroes versus Villains. If you're a Survivor fan, you know, I'm talking about it's the best season ever. Um, the Bachelorette this year, so spicy. Mark, are you watching it? No, I heard that the woman, like, they replaced her halfway through that or something, right? I think she quits. So we're not to that part yet, but I did read the spoilers. She is insane. I was texting a friend about it, the same friend that I watched 90 Day Fiance with, because that's just obviously our brand. We love shows like that. Mm -hmm we were talking about how this woman is insane. Like if I tried to pull the crap that she pulls, 
one guy came in and said, um, all I know about you is that you're really pretty. And that's what made me want to come on the show. And she sent him home because he didn't know enough about her on their first date. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what the first date's for, right? Uh, maybe I don't understand. Like you usually are kind of attracted to somebody. Oh my gosh. Well, what was, so my favorite, we were talking about this before, like what was your favorite reality shows growing up? So I had like three. So I love New York is the ultimate reality show. Tiffany Pollard, the HBIC is, is something special. No I show cannot before. believe that you just used HBIC. She's the one who originated that term. That is her. And I mean, there was an incredible show. Um, and then I always like, did you ever see the surreal life on VH1? Yes. That was good. Now, and, and like, you kind of saw these people you didn't really know. Now, Ron Jeremy's in trouble now. So he, but I mean, at that time, yeah. he was very like funny and obviously not a great guy. Um, and then I really liked, uh, I, I think you said Survivor. And I mean, I think Survivor is kind of the first one. And remember, I guess Who Wants to Be a Millionaire isn't reality. No, it's a game show. Okay, so what were your favorite ones? My favorite ones, I used to, I wasn't allowed to watch MTV as a little girl, so I used to watch Real World um, when I was at home alone during the day. I loved Real World and like road rules, like the challenge and stuff like that, like those MTV things. I loved Fear Factor. Is that? Oh, Joe Rogan. That was was like a big deal. Just because this weird dude used to make people eat bugs. That was like this huge deal. I know. I loved Fear Factor. And um, yeah, probably The Bachelor and Bachelorette. I didn't get into Survivor until like much later, like a, a year ago, but I love, 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 loved The Bachelorette and Fear Factor. Yeah, those are my favorites. And then those MTV shows, like Real World, man, I'm, I'll never get enough of Real World. I don't, I, just, I also don't know, like, what makes it reality TV? Like, what is the definition of that? I guess mildly scripted. <laughs> like, like, is The Hills reality TV kind of, right? Yeah, The Hills is reality TV. Yours reality TV? Yeah, I love The Hills. I loved Laguna Beach. I loved stuff like that. Um, yeah, I don't know what counts as reality TV versus Well, we know that Tiffany Pollard is reality TV and, um, we need to tweet her at this because she might, she might retweet it. She, she's the greatest reality show person of our time. You're the absolute worst (laughs) and we're moving on. Um, speaking of tweeting at people, big, big stuff going down on, uh, big tech this week. Um, we know over the last few months that Twitter has been censoring certain people. Facebook's been doing the same. Google's been doing the same. Google search results. I mean, it's it's all been, it's raised, it, the behavior of these big tech companies have raised a lot of questions with people of, are we getting information that we're searching for? Are we getting what they want us to see? And the U.S. is suing Google now using antitrust laws. I have my opinions on that. Mark, do you have any opinions before I bring the heat? <laughs> Yeah, well, I think that I think there's two things here. I think sometimes you have conspiracy theorists on either side mm-hmm. who make this thing that's probably a little bit real and they make it into this, oh, Facebook's doing this, blah, blah, blah. And they kind of go to these kind of Pizzagate weird right. type conspiracies that are like that. And, and that's not right. But I think that it's hard to look at these big tech companies and not see, and we're not talking about politics, but not seeing some type of kind of political, like, policy persuasion to the left where they might not they might give some advantage or let some stories through that one side rights where if it was on the opposite foot they would not now is this a question the government should handle probably not i mean it's not it's not free speech in the way that it's not the government stopping you from doing it and anybody can get off facebook or twitter every time it is crazy like and i agree with some of the complaints about facebook and twitter but it's crazy that people complain about all the time 
And then they can put it out on that platform and stay on. It's like, if you really have an issue, we keep talking about if you want to boycott brands, like if you don't like the way they're doing this, I mean, also there's been questions about how they use their information, your information and things like that. I mean, just get off of it. If you really have that much of an issue and you're going to play that much, like, why even be on it? Yeah, agreed. I, honestly, Mark and I, we're, we're totally in lockstep on this. I think that if the government uses antitrust, Justin actually wrote a really great blog post on this. I didn't really understand it until he broke it down. And then I started researching it more, but there's a lot of different takes you can have on this, but here's mine. One, totally in lockstep with Mark. I think that this isn't a free speech issue. This is a market issue. If this is how the market works. If you don't like the way that something is working, you leave it, you abandon it. You quit advertising on Facebook if they're not being fair and Facebook stops making money and then they realize that, oh, we're not being fair to our clients and so we need to shape up and fly right. Two, um, speaking of things like advertising on Facebook, if if the U.S. government breaks up Google, Facebook, all of these things, and there are so many small businesses that won't be able to get in front of their clientele, and it's just not any way to handle this. I think the market needs to do what the market does best, which is pick winners and losers and not the government. Um, I do think there there are some suspicious things that I've looked at, and I'm I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I've heard something that... Well, kind of, but (laughs) about some things, things. usually it's about like stuff that I've watched a Netflix documentary on and I get really sucked in. Um, But I've looked at some of the things that Twitter has been doing and said, okay, that's, that doesn't seem like it could possibly be fair or um, trustworthy at all for a business to be doing this. And so I do think that we should look at these social media platforms and tech companies with a critical eye, but at the same time, if you don't like it, get off of it. Like, I, you know. I don't think that many people know what a monopoly is. I feel like when people say the word monopoly, they rarely know what that means. It's almost like what we talked about, like, right Capitalism, to work, right to work. For, for all the bad things. Like, monopoly is like, oh, I don't like this company because this guy doesn't pay taxes. They're a monopoly. It's like, what? Like, I, I, I might not like they don't pay taxes either, but it's not a monopoly because you don't like things about them. And it seems like both the left and the right consider anything they don't like to be monopolies. And that's just not what it is. But I will say that that, that Justin's blog post was good. And um, we, we do criticize him a lot on here um, in, in fun ways, but he does a good job of breaking down some of these complex issues that me and Taylor are not policy people. So it's like, we understand it somewhat, but like seeing something like that really does break it down in a way that anybody can understand. So if that's kind of like too highbrow for you, read the article and you'll understand it better. I mean, we didn't, and we both did. Yeah, we'll, we'll criticize Justin a little bit. I already have a list of critiques lined up for later. <laughs> but right now, I'm, we're going to gas him up because that really was. And he was on a panel about it. He really knows what he's talking about this stuff. So definitely, because before you get on Twitter and issue an opinion about Twitter, definitely read up and see what's actually going on. Because, you know, with the way that our society works and our reliance on big tech, it is really important that we know what's going on. I've actually... Um, Suzanne introduced me to this search engine called DuckDuckGo. Oh, no, no, Braden was way ahead of that. Braden knew about that like six years ago. Yeah, he told me about that. And I tried to use it. I'm like, this is just too annoying. I'm just going to use Google. <laughs> oh, I love it because I went to the Fox News. She said, test it on Fox News website. So I went to the Fox News website the other day and it was like these nine sites are trying to track you here, which I thought was really interesting. And so I'm, I love the transparency of that. So do your own research. Figure it out for yourself. There's a lot of search engines that you can use that aren't Google if you have problems with that. 
Also, Taylor said one more important thing. He, she said, make sure you look stuff up before you post on Twitter. That's a general rule. I've seen so much conspiracy garbage, like not conspiracy, like just things that are absolutely wrong. And from from my my friends on both sides of the aisle, it's like, before you post an opinion, at least be educated on it. You can have the wrong opinion. A lot of people do, but at least be educated on what you're talking about. And, and it's that's just a great rule, like thumb, rule of thumb for life is to know what you're talking about before you tweet about it. Just just look at it just evaluate the situation look, five minutes that's all we're asking five okay. minutes oh okay. yeah yes. okay. yeah yeah we could talk about that for hours but we'll move on mark i want to give mark a topic to talk about that he's been wanting to talk about since probably the day that i met him <laughs> and that is um an amazing thing that's happening in tennessee if my mom hears me say it's amazing she's going to get angry but i for one am very excited <laughs> about it and that is sports betting Sports betting is coming to Tennessee, and Mark is the happiest boy. Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah so legal sports betting, it's going to be all online. It, it comes November 1st, which I'll actually not be in the state, so I'll have to wait to set up my account until afterwards. But it's a really exciting time. because I mean, for, I love sports. I mean, it's fun to bet on sports. Um, but on top of that, it's also like a, a clear free market issue to me. It's something that the government has – for some reason, banned for all these years. They ban casinos. They ban that. Meanwhile, they involve they involve their own gambling, which is called the, the state lottery. So it's a government-run enterprise that they said, "Oh, we don't want competition." So from that part alone, it's insane that like gambling has not been legal. If you're going to be consistent on that, you see, it, there is people who are against it and they think that it's bad. And of course, people can be become addicted and, and lose a lot of money doing that. But you need to be consistent. If you're going to say that it, that they should not be casinos, you say, "Well, there should be no lottery too," because that's that's consistency, but I'm very excited. I think it's, it's going to bring in additional tax dollars. Uh, it's going to allow people to be uh, free to do as they like, which we always like when the government does that. And, and I think it's probably going to bring in money uh, with tourism too. I've seen some other states where people literally will go there and say, okay, you know, I'm going to go to Nashville for the weekend because I can go to the Titans game and I can gamble on my phone if I want to do that. Cause I mean, there's, it's still, I think sports betting is only legal and I don't maybe 10, 15 states. Now. I think it's 19. I, I took some notes. So Tennessee's the 19th state, the only one without casinos to allow it. Um, it's going to be the, any company that wants to come and, and issue like open up for sports betting here. It's a $750,000 license fee, which is a lot, which is a, a lot. I think that we prefer rate. less, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A 20% tax rate and a $750,000 licensing um Right. So, Mark, I know that um, 20% is too much, too. I mean, 20% is too high of a rate. I mean, it, sh it should probably be taxed at the same that any other business is taxed that when you want to do the sales tax or whatever. I mean, that seems like a lot. Uh, to well, that's that. an economic argument that we make a lot is when people try to do like the sin taxes and tax people out of doing things like when New York did the soft drink tax or when you have like cigarette taxes or alcohol taxes. It's, it's just another one of those sin taxes that you're trying to tax people out of doing things, which I think is morally corrupt but that's just my but you also have to realize too people don't get this that i mean to me i think sports gambling will be legal probably nationwide in the next two or three years all these other states including like new jersey and pennsylvania they have way lower uh tax brackets on what they're charging so there is going to be competition and when kentucky and mississippi has it now like you're going to lose out if you're like oh well if i bet fifty dollars i can only make 40 here where if i bet 50 i can make 50 over in this state and you're making a I don't know, 10 bets. That's a huge difference. Well, so, and what's that? Not to overtax. There was that discrepancy too about there's like a 10% hold and a 90% payout yes. in Tennessee and in other states. 
It's that, 95.5. Yeah, even New Jersey and like these other places that are known for taxing more actually has that. And just like, I get you, you should tax them. I mean, you should tax them the same way you tax anyone else. It doesn't seem fair that you're going to tax them more because like, it's the product or, or it's a service that you don't like as much. And I don't think that makes sense. But it, either way, it's extra tax dollars to the city. And I mean, that's how competition works too. If Kentucky and Mississippi start doing it at a 95.5 or 96.4 rate, Tennessee's going to have to adjust. I have to chip away at that for sure. But I do think this is really exciting. It's a great um, step forward. I would also say if you live in Tennessee and like sports betting, there will be a bunch of like on November 1st, this, I'm from Pennsylvania, this happened there. There'll be a bunch of like great promos, like a hundred dollar free bet. Um, so Taylor, even like, even if you do one bet and you can get your, yeah, they have like a hundred dollar free, but I know in, in Pennsylvania, they won like you get a free $500 bet. If you win, they pay you. If you lose, you get your money back. So like, there's a lot of good deals like that. If you, I've if you never done it. sports betting before. I really, I really might do it this time when it's funny, you know, like, I, like two, $3 a game. Like most of them are very, like you can do whatever and not, not put a lot of money in line and it makes games much more interesting than you don't care about. This sounds fun. Okay, well, I'm yes. going to do that. So um, kudos to Tennessee for uh, finding a, a, another stream of revenue to come in and um, – and, and giving us more freedom. Yeah, more freedom, baby. We love freedom. Um, now to the last fun topic. of I feel like all of our topics have been fun today, except for when we got really angry about big tech. But candy <laughs> flavors. So Halloween's coming up. Uh, Justin and Stephanie and Mark and me have a, have a Google G chat thread where we usually are bickering and (laughs) (laughs) earlier this week, we were bickering about candy flavors because Justin and Mark have really bad taste. Um, and would Stephanie agree with me too? I think you're the one with the bad taste, right? No, no, (laughs) no, maybe on one thing, but let me say what I was going to say. Justin and Mark have really bad taste because they think banana Laffy Taffy and banana runts are the best flavors. And that is wrong. I, I, I never said banana Laffy Taffy's. I don't know. Okay, but banana runts. Banana runts are the second, I mean, they're the second best flavor, not the first, but they are good. They have that, I, I don't normally like banana things, but they have a nice taste. Yuck. Okay, well, Mark, okay. Mm-hmm. I think that we should break up candies we're gonna we're gonna see if we're in lockstep on this like we were on sports betting and big tech (laughs) probably not okay mark what are your favorite fruity flavors of candy and then what are your favorite chocolate candies so go with your fruity flavors first well i mean so do you mean colors i mean we always talk about like when people talk about flavors they don't really they don't say great for like oh i like the pink one Okay, yeah, the colors, the colors. Okay. So I actually always like pink, like pink starbursts are the best. Um Pink, uh, I, I, pink everything tends to be really good on that. And then I usually like, it, I usually like the green apple ones a lot. If there's a green apple one, that's always good. And then blueberry. Those are kind of my three favorite ones. Okay. Um, what about you? I think, yeah, I, I'll go with that. Okay. I always like green apple. I, I like the sour thing, citrusy. So I like green apple. I am the most fun person. I just want everyone to know that I am the most fun person to share candy with because I like the unpopular flavors. So like I will eat all of your yellow and orange Starburst because those are my favorite Starburst flavors. Nobody, nobody um, likes yellow Starburst. I, I don't that's, think- why I'm, that's why I'm the most fun person to share candy with. Yeah, orange is okay. But yeah, you're the first person who actually prefers yellow to any other flavor. I do. I love lemon. I love lemon everything. Um, Lemon is one of my favorite flavors ever. So I love the lemon Starburst. I love the lemon Skittles. I love the yellow Sour Patch Kids. I. Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah, the watermelon Sour Patch 
Patch Kids are my favorite, though. Ew, no, the blue well, one. Watermelon's a great flavor, too, when they have it. Very good. Okay, so we're, yeah, completely on the opposite page. For chocolate, we're not going to agree either, I don't think. Okay. So I like, I'm not into dark chocolate or like chocolate without stuff in it. So I like chocolate with nuts. And my favorite candy is Nutrageous, which is this weird Reese's combo. It's, re- it's basically Reese's with nuts in a candy bar. Okay, well, my favorite my favorite can- chocolate candy is the seasonal Reese's. So like the eggs or the Christmas trees or the hearts or whatever. Which I mean, they're just normal Reese's that are in different shapes. But they have more peanut butter in them. I don't know if that's true. Are you, is that is that a fact? Okay, we need to we need to get on a, a per acre basis. We need to get a jeep pie to weigh in on this because the <laughs> the seasonal Reese's they definitely have more peanut butter. They're just shaped different and they're the best. I think. I'm not sure they have more peanut butter. I think they taste exactly the same. But can we agree on this that Reese's taste better refrigerated? Hundred percent. Cold Reese's God. all day long. When people don't do that, it freaks me out. Like my, I, like my parents don't, like, I don't know. People don't do that normally. And like, I'm like, it's so much better. It's fresh. It's, oh, I love it. I love and, any type of chocolate refrigerated. Like a so dark you, chocolate bar and, and you refrigerate it. And when you take it out, it's like cracks. Oh, yum. You're a Reese's fan then? Oh, all day. So they have some new thing. I don't know if you saw it's like a Reese's bag. So it's like the 30 different types of Reese's thing. You can get it all in one of it. Like, and, and including some stuff you've never heard of, but you would love Nutrageous. But yeah, you should get one. So it's all the different, it's like one little bag. It's all the different types, one of each of the different types of Reese's that they do. I, I might cry. Like I might, yeah. I might literally get emotional about all the different types of Reese's because I am a connoisseur of all things Reese's. I'm glad that I could make your day. My mom's also, my mom loves Reese's. So every, I don't feel like my dad ever really knew what to get her for, for Christmas, but it'd always be like a 35 pack of Reese's in her stocking, like as much Reese's as you could possibly get. And that, that always worked for her. So it, it is a good candy. And they have a white chocolate Reese's too. Fantastic. So good. You know, I'm going to send you the Reese's pack. You what? I'm going to send you the Reese's pack. I'm not going to pay for it, just the link to it. <laughs> okay. Well, I thought you meant you were going to treat me to it. No, you're, no. you're not nice enough to do that. Absolutely. That was, that was outstanding. I feel like we've had a really good episode today. We've talked about uh, controversial issues like candy and big tech. Um, Mark, any final thoughts before we sign off? Nope. I think the next time we will talk to you will be, oh no, it won't be after the election. So we still have one more week and then we get, and, and as a C3, we're just really not allowed to talk about anything political. So after the election, we can finally talk about some of the stuff we've been wanting to say for a while and, and go from, from there. I'm excited. Yeah. I got a list of takes that I want to discuss. The first episode. Let's do like an extended, like one hour long version, like a live version of, of DCAP. Yeah, our rants are just our political rants for a whole hour. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Roll Tide.